Matthew chapter 13 in your Bibles. Y'all could have kept on testifying. It was good. Y'all were doing some good preaching. Matthew chapter 13. The title of my message tonight is, Are You Listening? Are You Listening? Amen. Some of us hear, but we don't listen. And some of us are not good listeners. Some of us aren't good listeners. We may ask someone a question before they have answered, and uh, we may be thinking about another question to ask while they're answering us. Anybody, anybody like that? Don't have to raise your hand, but I, I, I confess to that. I'm not a good listener. But uh, And songs. Sometimes we sing a song. I'm guilty. We may have sung it a hundred times. We may be so familiar with it, we'll stand there and we'll sing it, but our mind's somewhere else. or We're not thinking about the words of what we're singing. And uh, if we go through the motions, that's not really worship. That's, uh, it's called lip service. And uh, we need to learn to focus and worship in spirit and truth. The Lord called us to worship in spirit and truth. When we, when we worship, we engage the whole person. Uh, we, our body, our soul, and our spirit are all involved in worship when, when we're worshiping in spirit and truth. Worship affects our hands. We praise Him and, and we give. And our feet may take us to the altar and we worship Him. Sometimes our eyes, water runs out of our eyes in worship. And sometimes our face, a smile, uh, then the Lord gives us joy. And our mouth, as we've heard tonight in worship, our mouth testifies to the Lord. Are you listening? In the parable of the sower, the word here is used 16 times. And I want to go through and we're not going to read every verse, but uh, 16 times in Matthew chapter 13, beginning at verse 9, it says, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. You know, I know it's been said before, but perhaps the reason uh, a lot more people aren't going to the mission field is because they're really not listening. And perhaps... The reason there's such a concentration of churches in the South is because people aren't listening. Uh, we need to listen. Are you listening? Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And then verse 13 it says, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they sing, see not, and hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. Verse 14, And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross. This people's heart is waxed gross. That's, I guess we could call that spiritual cholesterol. Their hearts are clogged. <laughs> and it affected their ears. It says, And their ears are dull of hearing. What happens in the heart affects the rest of the body. Right. Their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes have they closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand in their heart. Look at the word heart there. Yes. If you just take off the last letter and drop the T off, we have the word hear. Yes. That's interesting. And should be converted and I should, bless, and I should heal them. Verse 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For verily, verse 17, for verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Verse 19, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, drop down to verse 20, But he that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word. Verse 22, 
He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. Verse 23, But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it. So 16 times, actually 17, the word is referred to in the book of Matthew chapter 13. So I say the Lord puts a high premium on us listening. Are you listening? We can have good soil in the garden of our heart, but if we're not listening, our garden is empty and soon we'll be growing weeds. Are we listening? God the Father speaks from heaven. He says, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Deuteronomy 6, 4, Lord speaking to Israel, he says, Hear, O Israel, for the Lord our God is one Lord. Jesus said in the Gospels, Take heed how you hear. Take heed how you hear. In other words, pay attention to how you're listening. Are you with me? Are you listening? James 1, 19 says, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak. Somebody says we have two ears but one mouth, and maybe we should do more listening than we do speaking. I think it would keep us out of a lot of trouble if we did more listening and less speaking. Matthew chapter 7, we have the wise man who built his house upon a rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. They both had one thing in common. They both heard the word, but only one listened. We can't be saved without hearing the word. Jesus said in John 5, 24, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come to condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. In John 10, 27, our Lord said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Those who don't follow don't know him, even if they say they, ought, they do know him. I know sometimes people stray. Sometimes we stray. We all stray. We could all fall. We all fall seven times in a day, as has been mentioned. But the righteous man gets back up. The Lord helps him back up. Now those who stray, the shepherd goes after them, and if they don't want to cooperate with the shepherd, sooner or later he takes them home, removes them. But he did say, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by church, hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Are you listening? Hebrews eleven seven says, Faith without faith is impossible to please him. First John five four says, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, and it all begins with hearing. We've got to hear. The Lord puts a high premium on listening. Are you listening? Hebrews three fifteen says, Today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts today, that's now. He said, boast not yourself of tomorrow, for, man, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Today, if, that's a condition, it's also a choice. Today, if you will hear his voice, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If you, that's personal, his voice, whose voice are we listening to? Whose voice am I listening to? Sometimes we don't hear his voice. Now, this is deep. Sometimes we don't hear his voice, number one, because we're not listening. That's right. Number two, because we're listening to other voices. Amen. I can give you an example. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of voices we could listen to, yes, but he wants us to listen to his voice. Amen. He said, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. An example is, uh, instead of listening to Christ honoring music and listening to Christ honoring words, we're, we're listening to other stuff. And it's a hindrance to us. I'm trying to help us now. Are you listening? Harden not your heart. Sometimes we don't hear his voice, number three. Sometimes we don't hear his voice because we're distracted. We're, we're distracted. We're distracted. 
got the remote out and yeah. this out. Right. Now I got a cell phone, and, and there's nothing wrong with playing games, but sometimes we get distracted. Maybe we spend more time with the text than we do with the text. Amen. Let's, look at the, let's look at the text. Matthew 13, verse 22. There's a couple of, uh, a couple of distractions here in, in 13, verse 22. He said, He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world. That's busyness and business. Yes. We all got to work. But do we invite the Lord into our workplace? Amen. He said in Proverbs 16, 3, he said, Commit thy works or thy business unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. And then another distraction is found in also in that same verse. It says, And the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now, we all need money, but we shouldn't let money have us. It chokes the word. Look at it there. Look at the text there. It says, chokes the word, and he becometh. He becometh. That's a process. It's not just like that, but he's slowly being choked. A process of being choked. He becometh unfruitful. That means at one time he was fruitful. Yes, sir. But something began to happen. It began to be choked. Yes, it was the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. I think about Lot in uh, chapter in uh, Second Peter. Lot, it says he vexed his righteous soul from seeing and hearing yes. the things that went on in the city. Yeah. He vexed he vexed his damaged his righteous soul. He hindered his soul. The Bible says abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Lot's an example. The Bible says just Lot. The Bible says he was a righteous man, but yet he vexed his righteous soul from day to day in seeing and hearing the things that, that would destroy him. Yes, What's choking you? What's choking me? What, is there anything choking your life tonight? Is there bitterness? Is it busyness? Is it bad associations? Amen. He said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Yeah. If we're not hearing, we're hardening. Yes. And then... The time to listen is now. We better listen now because 2 Timothy chapter 4 says, The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned unto fables. We have a lot of fables, a lot of foolishness, and a lot of fake news. We're there today. The Lord speaks to us in different ways. Let me shift gears here a little bit. The Lord speaks to us in different ways, but He always speaks according to His Word. Amen. Sometimes uh, when the Lord chastens us, chastens us, a lot of times we may think that well, when we're being chastened, we get in a car accident or we get sick or something bad happens to us. But you know the first place where God chastens us is His Word. We're reading His Word and He says, I want you to stop doing this or I want you to start doing this or I've warned you about this. And, and when you don't listen to Him, then he'll use other means. Then he may bring an accident, or he may bring a sickness, or he may bring something else in your life. And, and by the way, you can have a car accident, you can be sick, and you can have bad things happen to you. That doesn't mean that God's chastening you. Those things happen to all of us. But uh, there's a good chance that uh, when you're being chastened, you know it. That's right. So 
You think about a, a policeman. Romans chapter 13 tells us that um, they are ministers of God unto us for good. So you get pulled over. Maybe the Lord just wants you to slow down and live life and wants us to slow down right. and, uh, and live life. And so we're looking in the rearview mirror, and here he comes with his little ticket book. And instead of saying, here comes a policeman, you say, here comes the minister of God Amen. to write me a ticket <laughs> and to get me to slow down. He's a minister of God unto thee for, for good. We may not look at it that way, but uh, God speaks to us in different ways. He speaks to us. I know this is just a simple, this is just a simple message tonight. But uh, God speaks to us through prayer if we'll listen. Sometimes if we're doing all the talking during prayer, we're not going to hear him. You ever have God answer a prayer? You're there, you're there praying, and the Lord puts a thought in your mind, and you say, oh, that's it. The Lord, Lord's answering your prayer there. I know a lady who was, uh, I believe she was trying to sell something, and she was, she was praying. A phone rang. The Lord gave her answer. And then y'all give testimonies tonight. Y'all were a blessing to me. Y'all helped me. Choir helped me tonight. People testifying. That's, uh, God can speak to you through a testimony. And then a track. I know a fellow that went, this was years ago, I know a young fellow that went to, uh, he went to a college. It was, uh, at one time it was a strong Christian college, but it had become, was becoming liberal or had become liberal. He was in the library and uh, he had a book and he opened it up and there was a gospel track in it. And God spoke to him from the track and he was saved by the grace of God. Amen. Lord may, uh, Give us a test or a trial to speak to us. The Lord may give us a sign along the roadway. There was, we had a pastor once. Uh, we had a pastor who gave the testimony of his dad. His dad would, uh, I, believe he, I believe they lived in New York. And every day when he was going to work, he'd see a church sign. And that church sign said, personal sins require a personal savior. And he saw that sign. And that was a sign that planted a seed in his heart. And he eventually called upon the Lord and trusted him. He actually found the Lord and was saved. The Lord can use a sign. I was talking to somebody recently, and uh, they were visiting someone, and the person uh, that they were visiting uh, blew up and was bitter and argumentative and, and just berating and uh, just upset. And so the person that was there said, goodbye, I'm, I'm leaving. And so they left, and they, were, they got in the car, and they were driving down the road, and they were trying to keep from crying. You know, it's kind of hard to, to drive and cry. And so they started singing, thinking maybe that would help, but that didn't, that didn't do the job. But they saw a sign on the side of the road that said something like this, forgive like Jesus forgives. Amen. And that took, care of the, that took care of the burden there. Amen. Now, I want to just stop for a second and think about the sovereignty of God. Somebody had to put that sign up there. Somebody had to pray for it. Somebody had to be listening to the Lord. To put that sign up. Amen. And they had no idea that one day somebody was going to be driving on the road after, after a situation they were just in. I mean, the Lord, and, and did he do that for just one person? He may have. That's the Lord. But I'd say, uh, and that person may never know the, the effect of that sign until they get to go. And the little things we do in life. God will bless those things. We don't know what our labor is doing in the Lord. And uh, a, little, a simple little track putting a track in a library book, or a sign on the side of the road, a sign on, words on a church sign, a bumper sticker. God can use a bumper sticker to speak to us. There are seven churches in the book of Revelation. The Lord wrote a letter to each one of those churches, and at the end 
of that letter, this is what he said. The end of those letters, this is what he said. He said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Church is a good place to hear him. Uh, he tells us uh, not to forsake the assembling ourselves together as the manner of some is, but to exhort one another. And that's what we heard. And we heard some exhortation tonight. The choir exhorted me. They encouraged me. Testimonies encouraged me tonight. Words that were spoken encouraged me. Encouraged us. I'm glad God can speak to us everywhere, but uh, the church is a good place to be for the Spirit to speak to us. And then in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. He knocked for salvation. Remember when he knocked on your heart's door for salvation? It might have been at church. It might have been at home. It might have been somewhere else. It might have been in your car. Remember when he knocked and you answered? Well, that's not the end of it. He's still knocking. Here in the verse, he's knocking for fellowship also. He's knocking for fellowship. He knocks for us to surrender. Somebody mentioned about surrender tonight. The Lord's knocking on our heart's door for surrender. And it's not a one-time thing of surrender. It's a daily thing, dying daily. Maybe he's knocking to give us something. Maybe he's knocking on your heart's door, my heart's door, because he wants to give us something. And we say, oh, I'm, I'm busy right now. Not right now, Lord, I'm busy. Imagine telling the Lord you're busy. We may not say that with our lips, but we say that with our lives. Amen. Maybe he's knocking and he says, hey, let's go, take for a, let's go take a walk. You ever take a walk with the Lord? Just, just you and the Lord put on your tennis shoes and head out just walking down the road and enjoying the Lord's creation, hearing the birds sing and looking at the flowers along the way and just telling the Lord you love him. Amen. Just walk. Walking with the Lord. Yes. Maybe get up a little earlier on a Sunday morning and Amen. walk around out in the yard when, when yes. the birds are singing and, yes. and talk to the Lord. Yes. Pray about the service. Well, we know Enoch walked with God. It was not for God took him. How would you like to go home that way? Amen. <laughs> Just keep on walking. Walk right into glory. Well, he may want to come in, he may be knocking because he wants to come in and do some cleaning. And uh, we say, well, Lord, this place is a mess. Well, that's why he's there. He came to clean up messes. He's still working on my mess. Well, he may come with a sword because he wants to cut some entanglements out of our lives. He may come with some medicine. He may come with some medicine. Because he wants to heal a broken or a hurting heart. And he may want to bring some honey for somebody that's bitter. Well, he's, he's knocking, church. Are we listening? Are you listening? 